Hey everybody, it's Coach Carter with The Morning Lift. I hope you're having an awesome, awesome Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk about control a little bit today. Uh, you know, we all have a complicated relationship with control, don't you think? You know, on one hand, we often try to control things too much. And um, sometimes on the other hand, we don't control things enough. So, you know, if you think about nutrition, whether it's counting carb grams or calories or tracking exercise hours in the best spreadsheet you can come up with or demanding, you know, the special food for our, our puppies or, you know, showing up at every social occasion with our Tupperware so we got our food. And, you know, many of us uh, like to cover every dietary uncertainty. We feel compelled that we have to do that or to adhere to every rule uh, that services our body and our, our health, uh, it can just become overwhelming, you know. And on the other hand, we may feel like, you know, many things are out of our control um, or out of control in general, you know. So, um, you know, control is something that I want you to ask this question when you think about it. Ask this question of how's that working for you? Uh, because we're going to be talking about some things, and that question is actually a very powerful question to ask uh, when we look at what we control, what we can't control. So, you know, the thing about control is, you know, anticipating and planning and strategizing uh, is awesome, but it can also be a double-edged sword. You know, action plans can feed into this um, kind of mania we can almost develop for having control. You know, action plans can make us feel bad when we lose control. And then maybe we'll make new action plans or try to adhere even more rigidly to the original one until we lose control again and again. And it, it just seems to go crazy. So, you know, here's the deal. Action plans can take the place of real action if we're not careful. That's a problem because real action is what we all want, isn't it? I mean, you know, having an action plan is great but we actually have to have real action if we want to get anywhere in this life. Um, so we've got to be able to figure this out. And, you know, let's be honest, control just feels like action a lot of the times. So how do we know the difference? Well, you know, let's start with maybe uh, that awesome question again. How's that working for you? You know, how's that working for me? And it does sting. Let's be honest, it can sting because it can be very tough. And, you know, when you're being honest with yourself, it's tough. You know, if we're using control um, for evil, it feels lousy, a willful, anxious, and overwhelmed by all the to-dos and rules and instructions. Um, that ain't going to help anybody. It's not going to certainly help us. And if we're using control for good, let's say, it'll feel great. We'll wake up every day feeling like our, you know, what is together, and we're compressing um, everything into a diamond, everything is being forged into that diamond, you know? So, um, it's fun to use a metaphor like evil and good when we're trying to really understand the concept of control. So here's two exercises maybe you could do to help you understand, um, if you have control, if you don't have control, maybe help you take some action, um, so there's really, let's look at it this way. There's, there's different spheres of control. So I want you to, to draw three type of concentric circles, like a small one, then a bigger one, and then an even bigger one. 
And in the smallest circle, put uh, total control. And then in the middle circle, I guess you'd say, uh, put some control. And then in the outer circle, put no control. And then just think about your life and start filling in some of those. You know, what in your life uh, do you have total control over? Well, we all have certain things, you know. Uh, I guess the most obvious would be your attitude. You do have total control over your attitude. Um, what would be some of the things you have uh, control not over? You know, what do you have no control over? What do you have some control over? Well, uh, I would have to say uh, I have no control over the weather. Probably you don't either. So that's an example. Um, you know, but the total control, you know, you can... Uh, make a decision about how you want to uh, decorate the inside of your house, make a plan, do it. Uh, some control, for the most part, you have, you know, different challenges of the day that you do with your family, uh, with your job, uh, everyday routines, helping uh, people with uh, different things at work, you know, your own thoughts, you know, and then the no control, really, I, I guess, weather, um, you know, what other people think. Um, you know, those kind of things. You just don't have control over that. So, for example, are you absolutely sure when you look at your list, you have zero control over your work schedule? Let's say, for example, none. Well, how do you know that for sure? Are you absolutely sure you have no control over your feelings? How do you know that? You're just not white knuckling the old lizard brain anymore. No problem, all right? So how do you know for sure? Make sure each item holds up under scrutiny. You've got to ask the hard questions. How do you know you have zero control? Or how do you know you have some? Or how do you know that you have total control? You know, how do you know? Uh, so you need to scrutinize the way you fill this out. So uh, I want you to look into the circle and see where you're, uh, you've allocated everything. All right? So you want to start there. Highlight some of the items under total control. Um, you're the boss of those things, you know, for real, right? So for the next few weeks, focus on making deliberate choices that reflect that reality uh, and control what you actually can control. It feels awesome. Uh, and you know that you are in control of those things. So do it. And then I want you to think about the items that you might have under the some control. What could bring them into total control if, if possible? What could do that? What pushes them out of uh, some control into no control. You know, when and how could you control these items? You know, start asking yourself these questions. Do you need to control these for now anyway? You know, so just think about it. You know, bring up these questions with yourself. This is all about growth. Growth doesn't come easy. Growth comes under challenging circumstances. So I'm asking you to kind of challenge how you think here. And let's see, can you let go of the items under no control? All you can do is manage and dynamically respond to these using whatever behaviors and other factors that you can control. So maybe the whole goal here is with the things you don't control is to release that that grasp on things that you can't control. Um, you know, if you think about it, there's an old <laughs> there's an old saying. I grew up in Iowa, uh, so there's an old farmer saying that says, "There's no bad weather. There's only the wrong clothing." <laughs> so. You know, sometimes we can look at it that way, you know, and a lot of times we think from the outside in rather than the inside out. And we also we often uh, rather use external factors to try to control ourselves. Um, here's some examples, you know, in nutrition. 
Uh, we count calories. We follow the rules. Um, you know, trying to meet all the standards that we create for ourselves. Worrying about what others think, uh, which can really become a self-destructive uh, mechanism. Um, you know, indicators of athletic or any kind of other performance, such as time, grades, distance. You know, as you know, our weeks are are based on outcomes. Um, we base our decision on outcomes. So many of the external things truly can help us uh, get back on track. So there's nothing wrong with that. You know, for instance, if we use performance indicators, um, we can also look at that for how to help us lose weight. You know, if you've gained 20 pounds in the last month, we need to know these things. Uh, and that tells us that either our methods are working or they're not working. You know, if we have goals to be at a certain weight and we're not getting there, well, we do need some external reference to know if we're doing it or not. But a lot of times, external factors aren't always going to be useful in the long term. For example, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, uh, but counting calories for the rest of your life typically would horrify most people. And you just, I wouldn't do it. I personally wouldn't do it. So uh, external factors can put the focus on something abstract a lot of times, and it can become something unrelated to, um, you know, what we really want to ultimately achieve. It's just more, you know, temporary or situational uh, for the short term. You know, ideally, we would like to be able to feel we're uh, on track or able to get back on track by using internal cues. So, you know, we'd like to have our goals match the deeper value and priorities that we have inside of us instead of being goals that just come from an external source. You know, and there's nothing wrong with what you want to look like, but these are always kind of externally motivated. You know, I want to look like so-and-so, and I'd like to be this fitness type person that looks like this person. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's typically an external thing. And the problem with external cues is that they're contingent on something. Uh, they can go uh, away at any moment, right? I mean, anything that's external is always contingent on something outside of ourselves. Um, what if you were to run your best time, let's say, and you were doing a, a PR in, you know, your 5k or whatever, and then someone else runs it faster, you know, one of your friends, you know, what if you're doing everything right, but your body still seems to be sluggish. It's not feeling as good as you think it should, or you just don't look as good as that fitness model that you've been busting your booty to look like. Well, what if you do end up looking like that fitness model, but other people don't really seem to care? Well, how does that affect you? Uh, or they high five you oh, maybe once and then quickly get bored and talk about other things. You know, I mean, they're just not talking about you. You know, this is what can happen with external motivation sometimes. So whether we hit the mark or not, measuring up to external cues as our sole source of motivation never seems to satisfy us completely. And it never can, I don't think. So really more importantly, what I'd like you to focus on, you know, today and this week actually is focus on action plans um, that aren't based on external factors. So sensing in our, our internal cues, it will tend to give you a richer picture of what's really going on in your life. And so we want to tap into what's truly meaningful to us. And we're able to then look at how we could calibrate our performance probably more effectively and efficiently that way by really looking and, and focusing on that internal compass. So, you know, if we're tuned into that internal compass, then we know when we've done a good job. We don't need an external uh, reinforcement for that. We know. 
So we know when we've eaten enough. We know when we've eaten the right things for our bodies. We know when we've done our very best uh, because we just don't know it, right? We feel it. And that's crucial. So today, you know, try making an action plan based on internal indicators and cues rather than the external ones. You know, and of course, you know, both internal and external value, valuable. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you don't focus on anything external. Uh, internal and external cues are valuable, but they have to be used appropriately. You know, just for today or maybe for the next couple of days, uh, just try to be internally cued um, with your action plans today or the next few days. You know, and this could be maybe you could assign, you know, next action steps and indicators based on those internal cues. Look at these kind of things. Maybe look at your physical energy level. Maybe look at uh, do you feel mentally alert? Are you like ready to go? You know, when you're exercising, focus on what we call in fitness or ratings of perceived exertion or RPE instead of sets, reps and all that. Are you working to the your, your highest capacity between one and 10? Are you working at a three and could easily take a nap during that workout? Or are you working to the point where you could barely move after that workout? So try maybe a, a day or two of just challenging yourself uh, by looking at, at your perceived exertion, you know, eating to give yourself fullness um, rather than trying to be um, just so, so overwhelmingly full that you can't do anything. And remember, you know, I've always tried to get my clients who want to lose weight to eat to 80% full. Um, that way they're satisfied. They don't feel like they need to eat in the next half hour or so again but they've, uh, they've been able to accomplish that feeling of satisfaction by being 80% full. Um, so, you know, just be aware of these kind of things. What kind of uh, sleep quality do you want to have? How would you rate your sweet sleep quality? You know, um, you know there's so many things, uh, that, that feeling or that sense of, you know, is it congruent with your deeper values and priorities? You know, are you really focusing on that inner compass? You know, um, what kind of quality of self-talk do you have? Are you feeling a sense of doing a great job in something, uh, whatever that means to you? Um, do you have a quality of proactive thinking and problem-solving skills that you feel you know, awesome about? Are you using those? Are you having fun in your life? Remember fun? Uh, you know, how often do we forget about, you know, actually we should be living in such a way that uh, we have fun and have joy, you know? So, you know, one that we like that involves, you know, my clients anyways, to calibrate their internal cues with objective indicators, such as a portion size, for example. You know, over time, uh, we work towards helping. Uh, I, I like to work towards helping people feel more in control of their eating by using that that felt sense of appetite and hunger and satiety and uh, to determine how much you're going to eat. And just, you know, using that uh, thought part of our brain as a backup. Let's start using that other uh, way that our brain works, that kind of, that feeling sense, you know, where are we um, with our internal cues? So you use our in, you use your internal cues as a guide to help you be more flexible and adaptable to situations. Um, and if you're able to do that, you're gonna learn better and more frequently how to respond to more things. And you'll actually, I believe, feel more in control in general, I really believe that if you're more able to tap into your internal cues. So you want to be more relaxed. You want to be more confident. Um, 
and you'll get the hang of this the more you practice, okay? So, you know, here's how to maybe work towards uh, an internally cued control system, or uh, if you will. So decide on an action plan with some objectives. Uh, where ultimately do you want to go uh, with that plan? What are you trying to do? Uh, identify the internal cues you'd like to use uh, to work towards those objectives, you know? Um, what kind of ideas can help you be more creative? What kind of thoughts do you think would work for you? You know, uh, break your internal cues into very small, manageable chunks. You know, think about uh, this, for instance, like uh, when we talk about eating to being 80% full, well, you might need to learn of what physical hunger feels like. Some people then will actually fast for 24 hours to actually know when they're hungry and when they just have this habit of eating rather than when they're truly hungry. What does your stomach feel like when it's, uh, you know, at different varying degrees of fullness or too full? How does it feel? And how, how do you feel after you've eaten when you've overeaten? You know, how can I, how can you help yourself by knowing what, when you're truly hungry? I mean, we've got to kind of do some practicing here, you know? So you arrange the chunks into kind of a lo logical sequence, you know, what do you need to learn? What do you need to do? Uh, what are you going to practice first? All those kind of things. And I would recommend you pick maybe one thing. You know, if that's uh, eating to being 80% full, then pick that thing. You know, if you want to have a better sleep routine, pick one thing uh, that can be an internal cue where maybe you shut down all digital stuff, you know, an hour, hour and a half before your bedtime uh, and maybe read a little bit. Uh, just sit in quiet and enjoy that. I don't know. Uh, but you want to break it down into something that's very manageable, very easy to do, that ultimately helps you do something bigger. So put the action plan into practice and and give yourself, you know, a task. Become your own client, you know. Uh, so I, those are the kind of things that I would work on. So, um, you know, this is something that I think over time uh, will help you greatly. It's so easy to get trapped into being motivated and, um, you know, forcing yourself into doing everything externally uh, because a lot of, you know, the things that we don't have control over uh, are externally driven. Uh, you know, certain uh, performance requirements at work, um, those are uh, being given to you from another place, but we don't want everything to become that way. So the things that we have some control over and total control over, let's look at how we can internally give ourselves some cues to know that things are going well rather than needing uh, reinforcement from something outside of us. Let's learn how to reinforce ourselves. Uh, let's learn how to be our own best friend again, how to be somebody that can encourage ourselves. We don't need encouragement from anywhere else. That way, if you do get some positive reinforcement or some positive encouragement, it feels so much better because you're not holding on waiting for it. You've already accepted it in your own heart. You know uh, that you're doing well. You feel confident. You feel assured. Uh, you are resilient. Um, you are able to be vigilant. Um, and then if other people notice it, then that just makes it even that much more awesome. But you're not dependent on it. You're set free. You're independent of it because you know how to self-monitor yourself into how to feel great. So these are just some ideas I'd love to, to hear your feedback on. Um, look at one practice you can do in the next day or two that can be more internally driven, uh, whether it be with your um, diet, maybe your exercise, maybe at work, whatever it is at home. Um, and let me know, give me some feedback on how this is working for you. Let's, 
look at more internally ways to be driven and to be reinforced. Uh, this is Coach Carter. This is the morning lift. I enjoy every minute I'm with you. You guys have a great day. Go out and see what we can do uh, to reinforce some of these ideas today. Have a great day, guys. See you tomorrow.